mean, I guess I can give the people what they want. More Kale Salad Podcast, of course. Conversations are real, raw, and launchy. Appetizing and good, just the way I like it. And it's healthy for you. Now go ahead and tell your friend to come on and tell me. I'm your latest addiction, baby. What's up, y'all? I'm your host, Frito, and y'all are tuned in to another episode of Kale Salad Podcast. Let me tell you something, baby. Ain't no seasons, straight drops. When? Who knows? I'm always talking to somebody, though. Like my homie Earl of Body Exotic Body Essentials. I'm mad I fucked that up, but y'all get the gist of it. He does custom fragrances for men and women, and let me tell you, there's nothing like having a good, strong scent. Like, good body win? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm kind of mad I ain't dropped this a couple days ago when it was National Fragrance Day, but <sighs> nevertheless, here goes. My name is Earl, Earl Williams, and my name of my company is Exotic Body Essentials. And what I do is I help active and attractive people use scent to entice and delight. Now, I use, I started in perfumery, And a couple of years ago, I was originally selling fragrances for a shop, and then I found out how to actually start to sell it for myself. And while doing that, it crossed my mind that I wanted to start to make my own blends. We were already doing it um, by mistake. Mm -hmm. People would come in, they would want to mix different things, and I wanted to do it intentionally, so then... I started finding different ways, reading different books, learning about aromatherapy um, and uh, different blends. And I started very basic with essential oils. And then after moving to Texas, something interesting happened because I wanted to bring my business to Texas. And in March of 2020 is when the coronavirus had first hit mm-hmm. and I was just getting started in February of 2020. So I had a really good month selling before. And then when March hit, everything was over. Kaput. It was done. Wow. So the funny thing that happened is that while most people were kind of uh, depressed and not thinking what was going on, I decided like, well, you know, I got all this time to myself, so I'm going to go and try to develop another skill. So that's when I started learning perfumery. With the internet, you don't have to go live in Paris for two or three years and you don't have to go work for a big fragrance house. You can learn distance learning, you can perfect learn perfumery skills and you can learn different things. And that's what I did with the time that I had down. Mm -hmm. And I already knew where to get everything. So I was just learning the proper methods and ways of doing things and I started experimenting right at home. And from there, it just started to take a life of its own because about May, when everything had cleared up, I was like doing all kind of new things. I was I had scents that I had before, but then I had scents that I had created, scents for the house, mm-hmm. scents that people use as perfumes. And then later on, fast forwarding to today, I have a perfume bar where I allow people to come over to my table and mix their own scents and they can kind of create their own style and things that they like. I love that. I love that. So let's back it on up. Let's back it on up because people people are probably like, you moved to Texas. Well, where did you move? Where did you move from? 
Oh, I'm originally from Chicago. You're originally from Chicago, so you was working in, in perfumery in Chicago, and you kind of had this just hobby going on, and that you mm -hmm. turned into a full-time business. So I met Earl. Earl was one of the vendors at an event that I hosted um, last year, uh, in the last year during the holiday season, and I was immediately drawn to it. First, the setup is really amazing. Um, he chooses great bottles, and he's so knowledgeable. Like immediately you, you get knowledge as soon as you walk up um, to his table, wherever he's at. And I was just asking random questions. I remember like, do you have this scent? Do you got this scent? Can you make this scent? And the one thing that stood out, I think it was around the time <clears throat> um, Baccarat was like, everybody wanted to smell like, crazy. yes, everybody wanted to smell like that. And, and you were like, oh, I told you I was going to buy a $90 bottle of two ounce oil. He was like, next time I see you, I'm going to have it. I swear to God, y'all, this shit smells just like it. Like, uh, 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 you couldn't even tell. If I, if I didn't show you the bottle and I passed by you, you definitely would have thought I had on a real thing. So, um, and then you made me, I had another oil, the, um, I think it was the Mon Cherie, um by Prada. Um, oh, yeah, Mon Perry. Well, yeah, yeah, the Mon Perry by Prada. And, like, my boyfriend loves that oil. He was like, I don't know what you took a bath in, but you need some more of that stuff. And I'm like, I didn't take a bath. I just kind of, you know, I, now I use it almost like a body oil. Like, I take, I take your rollers and, like, roll them all over because... I mean, they're they're essential and they, they last long. Like some oils you get and they yes. kind of fade throughout the day, but these oils last long. So let's tap into aromatherapy. Like you mentioned, you you took the time and you learned about that, and you which ended up to today you have this perfume bar. What's the experience like when people when when you get people to tap into aromatherapy? Well, a very interesting thing is that our sense of smell is like one of the most overlooked senses that we have. Although it's like our first line of defense, a lot of people don't know that your sense of smell is faster than your pain receptors. Really? Like you'll notice like a smell that it's literally your first line of defense, even before you feel pain, before you receive any data from your ears or anything else, your nose is actually your first line of defense. Another interesting thing I uncovered there was that there is, we, we have terms for people who can't see. Right. They're blind. Right. People who can't hear, they're right. deaf. And people who can't smell, however, they're called, the term is anosmic. Anosmic. And, and the interesting thing about being people who are anosmic, well, maybe not interesting, it's bad, that they risk they have the greatest risk of food poisoning because their nose really tells them whether food is good or not. Wow. So we think that it's our sense, of, that it's our taste buds that tells us whether we're drinking chicken soup or dishwater. Right, right. But it's really our nose that tells you. Makes sense because you know how sometimes you smell something, you'd be like, I taste this smell, like it got in my mouth, but I never, I never was able to like... Figure out what that correlation is, and you just kind of, that's like a light bulb moment for me because I'm always like, oh, I taste this scent, and it, and people will look at you like, you crazy. I'm like, no, it didn't get in your mouth because it but damn sure got in my right. mouth. <laughs> you were absolutely right. Like most of the things, like your taste buds can only really tell the difference between sweet and sour, um, bitter, and um, 
It's called Nami. It's a savory like chicken stock. Okay. So, and there's one that I'm missing. I can't think of it now. But there's only so many things that your taste buds can actually tell the difference of. Everything else is really your sense of smell that's telling you that. Okay. So those thousands of taste buds that they they bullshit basically. It's, it's it, all in the, in, the, in the nose. It's limited. It's limited. Okay. It's limited. The okay. nose is way more sensitive, and that's the reason why someone who's in the perfume industry can tell the difference between various different flowers, and they can tell them apart by smelling it. Wow. Or even someone who works in uh, the whiskey business or the wine business, mm-hmm. they can swirl the wine, different wines or whiskeys, and they can tell the difference and the nuances. This was... Uh, aged in a barrel or this one has a hint of this or a hint of that all of that comes from the nose okay okay i'm like lo- i am like geeked out right now i am learning about the sense of smell you know i released my adult coloring book which is called stimulate me and it, it explores sex through each of your five senses and what made me start the book is because at over time our senses dull out yes. and over time we lose that you know, those those bells, whistles, and pops when it comes to the sexual experience. We kind of like, it becomes a chore to some people. It becomes mundane to some people. Or some people, you know, overly indulge in it. And, and all three of those situations, you're completely numb in some senses. You don't exactly. smell as intensely. You don't hear. It's a lot of things. So I wanted to, I, I did a lot of research on um, stimulation, period. Like stimuli, different things that causes your mind to go somewhere that's what it started from and i remember when i reached out to you you was like oh yeah we can talk about how scent brings you places and i was like yeah that's kind of where i was going with this because there are certain smells that immediately i know exactly where i was when i first smelled it or it it triggers me in a negative way and you know it brings me right back to the trauma not even realizing that I was smelling these things. It's just like the, the smell of um, burning car rubber is very distinct for me in like my young childhood. And it always brings me back to this one particular house on this one particular street at this one particular time. And I couldn't figure out why because I was like, I don't even... Smelling rubber was not what was going on in in the, in that instance, but they were like doing donuts and doing willies and popping burning burning their their motorbike tires, and that sound and that smell always brings me back to that. So let's talk about what why is there any have you learned or the correlation of smell and bringing us to places or memory basically. Certainly, well, scent is uh, connected to the brain. It's mm-hmm. connected to like a prime part of the brain. So the interesting thing about that is that scent um, connects you to memories. And the memories connect you to the feelings, the emotions that's attached to it. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why you and I might smell the exact same thing, but have two completely different reactions to it. Because the scent is attached to a memory. When we come out of the womb, we have a pretty highly developed sense of smell. Okay. But we have a blank palette. We don't have any associations with any smell that we're smelling. As we get older, we start associating this smell with this experience. So I might smell lavender and love it because it reminds me of a fond memory. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I, I don't know, I used to run around and 
lavender fields, and I just love it. It's playful, happy memories. You might have had a memory of a mean old aunt who wore lavender-based perfume, and she was mean, and that you associate, I smell lavender, mean aunt, and you, in your mind, you're thinking, I don't like it. You, you'll never say, like, I had a bad experience with this, and it triggers this memory. It's just, no, that's things. I don't like it. And then not going doing it, like, why don't you like it? Like, you never even smelt it. This is your first time smelling it, you think. Exactly. Yeah. You have to dig deeper yeah. into it because we start with that blank palette, but we start to associate things over time. Now, those things can be rewritten. Okay. You can, you can overwrite those. And I actually, when we get a chance to, I'll tell you how to use it intentionally. Okay. So one thing I did love about the coloring book was it talked about to use your senses with intent. Yes. And I was like, ah, that was exactly what I was thinking. Absolutely. Because we don't realize how we're overly stimulated as as a as a human race. Like exactly. there, the once we open our, even in our sleep. We're constantly being stimulated by sound, smell, all of that. And so I don't think people put like the science into sex as much as they should be, um, especially when it comes to women. I, 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 you can speak more for the men, but I talk to a lot of women who it just breaks my heart that they don't enjoy the sex as much as they supposed to because they've either checked out from the pleasure point being for them or they're just completely dulled in their senses. I don't feel, they're not feeling anything. You're not even realizing like what's turning you on, whether it be the sound of the breath or water running or breaths, you know, heat or something. It's just, it's too many women that I talk to that just kind of like go through the motions of sex. I was like, well, maybe if we get them to isolate sexual pleasure and experiences per sense, then we make him, you know, rewire how they approach sex. So that's that's definitely why I said do it with intent because you yes. can be like, I want to see, you know, what what things that I touch that turn me on or vice versa. But then you're going around randomly just touching shit. Like you have to really doing the right thing for the wrong reason. For exactly, exactly. <laughs> like you know, you're not even tuned in or like toned out into your body. So um, when it comes to smell, everything everybody associates, you know smells with either youth memories or bad experiences but when when it comes to like the sex or when it comes to like intimacy and being with your partner or some a woman buying or a man buying a certain scent like let's talk about that like what who do we buy scents for do we buy them to smell ourselves do we buy them for other people to be attracted to us like in your experience what's what's that like that's a question that I ask people often when they approach me at my table. Mm -hmm. I ask them, do you like to wear scents that you like or scents that other people like to smell on you? Okay. And actually, it's kind of 50-50, like, the responses that I get. They always pause, like, you know, no one's ever asked me that before, but it's, it's I can understand it being 50-50 because... You want to wear something that you like, of course, right. but in the context of male-female relationships, because everyone's nose is different, mm -hmm. you also want to wear things that they associate with positive memories and positive associations, too. Mm -hmm. So that's where it starts. To, it's not even tricky. It's just something that we just got to pay more attention to. Right. So I do have a little trick. Okay. All right. We like tricks. So... I'm going to tell you how to hijack 
your man or your woman's brain and associate it with sexy romantic thoughts and associations which have to do with you. Okay. Tap in, y'all. All right. So, it's three easy steps. Now, the first step is you buy a fragrance. Now, you want to get a newer fragrance that came onto the market recently so that it's not something that everybody has. Okay. If possible. I know the market is saturated these days. I've added in an additional option where if you happen to know a perfumer, hint, hint, that you could actually have them create a fragrance for you. But it's got to be something that, you know, you don't want to be associated with anything else. You want it to be you. Okay. The second step is to use it lavishly for at least a week if you live with your partner. Okay. If you don't live together, at least 10 or 11 consecutive dates, wear this fragrance. Okay. And then the third step is that you, you, you to associate this fragrance with positive memories, you have to make sure that during this time, everything is fun, it's light, it's sexy, it's great. Like, over the course of a week or 11 dates, every time he or she smells this fragrance, they're thinking in their mind now, good time, pleasurable things, and that association is made as, as long as you can do it mm -hmm. as possible, but at least a week if you live together or 11 dates if you don't live together. Now, you say 11 dates. Some of these girls don't make it past date two. <laughs> Not so good, but um, 11 dates, that's like how long? Are, are we going on a date a day? Uh, or like 11 months. Some people go on a date once a month. That's so... Okay, y'all, listen. If you're not living with with the person you're trying to trick with the sense of the nose, it's going to take 11 dates. All right? Now, we ain't say how much the dates got to cost. We ain't say what the dates had to be. We just say 11 of the motherfuckers. And that's, that's the magic number. You know how they say, you know, 21, 22 days to make a habit and 90 days to make a lifestyle. 11 dates. To trick a motherfucker nose and to make them feel like you are the one. That's that's what Earl said. So I'm taking Earl advice. I'm starting with day one tomorrow. You know how um you know how like back in the day like the doctors used to say take two of these and call me in the morning. Right, right. Do this trick and call me after you can't get that okay. water to leave you alone. Okay, I'm gonna do this trick. Now I gotta find me a new scent. I was just in, I was just in here looking at the new Gucci floor and I was like nah. I can't believe that I'm turning to such to such a floral person. Like as I'm getting older. I can recognize the notes in certain perfumes that I like. Or I may be like, oh, I like that, but I only like this and that. Um, and I'm noticing, like, I really do like a lot of a lot of women were, like, against florals. But I like that rosy gardenia smell. I, like, oh, really like that smell. And I like rain, like water, like that fresh Kind of like an aquatic. Kind of yeah, I like. I'm almost immediately drawn to that. And there's this scent that Gap has did, and it brings me back to. I remember when I first smelled it. Mom used to buy me all of those little cute Gap sets when I was like five, six years old. And Gap has a fragrance called Grass. I am allergic to grass. <laughs> but I the that smell is like. It's very, um, it makes me, I don't want to say happy, it, it's alert. Like, when I smell it, I get immediately alert because it's just so bright and 
it's not grassy. It's it's really just airy. I think that's that's the main thing. So I thought I was into like musk and spicy. I went through this this phase where like I wanted to wear all the musk and I wanted to smell all, almost like a man, but not like a man because I realized me and you can wear the same thing and it not smell the same. Exactly. And so I really start. I like John Bravatos for men. So I, oh, yeah. I used to wear that all the time, all the freaking time. And that's probably how I attracted these old ass sugar daddies. But nonetheless, I, I am starting to pay more attention to my nose as I get older because I want that lasting effect. Like, I, I love when I'm in the mall and, like, you know, these old rich black and white women pass me and you're like, oh, my God, what is that you got? Like, they, they what is you got on? Like, Who's that? Yes. Yes, like, oh my God, what do you have on? They had this lady in Nordstrom's, uh, like, I know she was, she thought I was a weirdo because I just stayed, like, two or three steps behind her because she smelled so fucking good. But she, I could not ever find a, an appropriate moment to break into her shopping to, to ask her what she was wearing. So I just kind of followed her around until I was finished. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, I know, but look, lady, if you're listening, I just love the way you smell. You're like, you smell so good. I, I can't even think of what it was. Like, I had never smelled it before. That's a great, that's a great description of, like, the power of scent. Like, that's a very subtle power, but, like, when you can do that to another human who doesn't know you from a can of paint, like, that's powerful. So if you can do that to a stranger, yeah. imagine somebody who you know or somebody who you want to attract to you. Like, yeah. you could use this. It's like, you don't have to say a word. You don't have to do much. It does a, the heavy lifting for you. You just got to know what to do. You just have to know what to do. This conversation where Earl goes on for about another half hour, but just like a delicious, crisp, crunchy, appetizing kale salad, this ain't meant to be that long. So y'all gonna have to catch the rest of this on another episode. I hope y'all didn't learn something. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I learned something. <laughs> Definitely about them 11 dates or that one week, whichever your setup situation is. Um, make sure you're telling your people about me. We're on all the socials at Kill Salad Podcast. Make sure they follow us. Make sure you following me. Make sure y'all listening, downloading, and passing along the podcast. I really need you to listen to it like all 20 hours something minutes of it. All right? Thank y'all so much. I'll see y'all later.